Buenas and half a day, everyone. This is Glenn. And this is Josh. And welcome to the Half a Day Zoo podcast. Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been a while since it's we've done been, this, huh? It's definitely <laughs> been, a, been a minute, huh? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, once again, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and, and listening in to the, the, our podcast. Uh, you know, thanks again to the KUAM Podcast Network for having us. Um, but you know, it's been a while because life has happened and so many things and changes have occurred mm -hmm. since we last uh, uh, recorded some content, huh, Josh? When you say life happens, geez, life hit us hard. Hit us like a freaking freight train. If that, oh, yeah. you know, that even makes any sense. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, do, where, do, where, where, does, where do we begin? <laughs> In the beginning, there was an egg. <laughs> And then the egg. And from this egg hatched little <laughs> Yeah, so I mean gosh, even on the drive up we're trying to just not talk so we can have, you know, get get some content in together, but oh my goodness. Uh I mean usually that's how that's how stuff happens with you and I. Like half of the time, like after we started doing the podcast, I remember just watching like what we do and what we talk about and what we're saying like yeah, i pay right. attention to all of it and i'm just looking at it at it and like man we could have used that on the the show for, for yeah, content yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's that's another good topic for content but oh my gosh but i think i guess the hot topic is what have we been doing where are we at where are we at and basically how's everything <laughs> <sighs> Where, where, who wants to go first, me or you? Uh, you know what they say, age before beauty. <laughs> You're pulling that age before beauty card. Well, I think, of course, when we, we last, um, when we last got together, I, it was definitely, we were in the full swing of Pride Month and all the activities that were going on with Pride. Um, we did have a, we navigated through that and we were we were successfully uh, able to have a, a good motorcade. We even had some, uh, there was even a picnic. There was even a breakfast brunch. Um, so, you know, uh, and then we had other guests come on the show. And uh, that was, for me, that was a lot. I was going through a lot uh, in that time and um personally you definitely were. with myself and a lot of coming 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 of age no not coming of age just just coming to the realization of a lot of things um you know and i'll be open and honest with everyone um i guess maybe this is going to be the first time i'm going to be ever doing it or talking about it but um you know for those publicly huh publicly um i've kept a lot of things in private and most definitely for all of you that, that knew or that know of me, I was in a long-term relationship with someone who was very um, popular on social media. And, uh, you know, as with any relationship, you know, no relationships are perfect. Uh, we've had our fair share of things that happened. And, uh, you know, um, there were a lot of circumstances and, ooh, circumstances and, I mean, like I said, you know, relationships aren't perfect. Uh, we have the ups and downs, but um, I was with this person for a long time. Um, but things things have gotten more challenging, and 
it was just time for me to uh, move on. Take the next step. Take the next step and move on. Uh, it was a difficult time um, because there were other things that had also happened to the, the person that I, who I was in a relationship with. Uh, but, you know, a lot of good things, positive things happened for him and he's getting better. He's doing well. Um, excuse me. Uh, but it was, it, was a, it was a whirlwind of emotion uh, back then because that was, again, that was the start of the show, the start of, you know, discovering a lot of new things, you know, uh, Pride Month. So it was definitely um, something that I had, uh, had to deal with and keep, keep trying to keep it together, hold it together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I remember too that you did a pretty good job of uh, holding yourself together. Yeah. So aside from that, you know, um, again, and then we're all trying to navigate and survive through this whole pandemic uh, crisis. And we've had a lot of, uh, we have a lot of near close moments with that. But, um, you know, again, we're going back to myself. Um, you know, uh, it's been, it's been different. It's been very, very, um, a lot of changes, uh, a lot of new things to experience. So, you know, being single again after a while has, it's been interesting. So I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a good journey thus far. Uh, you know, catching up with the uh, family, catching up with friends, making new friends, rekindling old friendships so it's been definitely Speaking of new friends that's actually how glenn and i started this this relationship this uh, <laughs> yeah it was this, shortly after right it was shortly yeah, shortly, after, shortly after your breakup if i'm not mistaken yeah and then you know like excuse me like i said i'm drinking water um Josh and I met through mutual friends, but then it wasn't, it was through, we were, remember we were attending uh, Bubble Sisters yeah. Rosaries. And then that's Until that time, Glenn and I were more of acquaintances. Like we yeah. knew of each other. We knew about each other, but we didn't know, know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh was a big help, um, you know, helping me come go through the emotional part of, you know, of breaking up with a relationship with someone um you know just just dealing with get my more feelings. into that when it comes to my part because <laughs> i was gonna get into that too um but you know josh and some other close friends in our group have really helped me um you know get through this uh it hasn't been easy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie when you're with someone for a long time it's 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 what's the word it, they're a part of you and as as far as like um you go through all these you know sadness anger fear it, you know the insecurity of being alone you know it's it's definitely uh the reality of it and that's a lot of um things that many of our lgbtq community experience yeah, you know experience as well it. you know and i think it's more common because, you know, the stigma behind relationship mm -hmm. like ours is, oh, it never lasts long. You know, and I, yeah, I look at your relationship, the... I look at my, or your past relationship, I'm yeah. sorry, my past relationship, and I mm -hmm. look at both of that, and I'm just like, no, we're, that just proves that we're just like everybody else. Yeah, and it's normal, just like with any, you know, any couple. I mean, you know, I was together with my partner longer than most Married couples. married couples that heterosexual had, had heterosexual married couples, married couples at that and uh 
it was it's definitely been um it's been a it's been a journey yours um, has been a marriage and more mine was about a marriage until you get to divorce right yeah i would say yeah but it's a lot of you know trying to understand and process your feelings and you know trying to navigate through that and and not and not get yourself depressed about it because i know again that's another issue with our lgbtq plus community that they 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 don't have those av outlets or avenues to turn to no and i was very blessed to have you there for me and just and you know josh didn't judge or anything he just let me he just let me express myself he let me cry make me laugh more more so cry <laughs> um Man, you're making, a sound, crying. You're, you're making me sound like a bully. <laughs> no, no. But, there, you know, there were moments where you and some of our other friends gave me that tough love. And, you know, I had to come to the real, realization that, you know, there's some things that I just need to process through it, you know, and, and, um, and, and you know, move forward. Stay, stay the course. Um, you know, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, I still have my moments where I would reflect or a memory. Or something will remind me and, um, you know, it hurt. It does hurt, but it's not as bad as before. As it used to be. I remember yeah. you would, there were, you never noticed it. I never brought it. This is actually the first time I'm going to be talking to you about it. But there were moments where, like, we'll be just having a conversation. And you know how every conversation, there's that pause. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, an angel's passing by or something. Yeah. That's the thing, right? But you tend to do this. Well, you used to tend to do this thing where... You would sit there and you just kind of phase out. Like, yeah. you just stare off into the distance. And I'm like looking at you and I'm like, yeah. God, I used to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not as, um, I mean, I, I, I like to think I don't do it as much. But, I mean, it's we're human. Yeah. It, it happens. And, you know, we, we that's our, that's our hum humanity, our, our emotions. You know, when, you're, when you've been together with someone for so long, you're, you know, that person is a part of you and it's not going to. It's you, something that just doesn't go away. You know, they, they say, oh, you'll get over it. You, you don't. It's, it's. What did I tell you in the beginning? Don't listen to people that tell you that. Because yeah. it doesn't get better. It's just you learn how to tolerate it better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to say that it's all negative. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like as someone who's been through it my, like myself, like mm -hmm. I was literally speaking a truth to you because. It still hurts when I think about yeah, it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like and whoever it still told does me, for me it's gonna get better, like they lied. <laughs> like they yeah. don't they really don't know what it feels like to have your heart ripped out of your chest, thrown on the ground and stomped on in front of your face. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it it's like it's it's a, like to me it's like a form of grief. You're grieving. I mean, not so much that this person died, but or you know, I, I kinda look at it like that. But not like, like a person died, but something of like the same value yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, like loss, people take loss differently. And, you know, a lot of people tend to relate that to death. Mm -hmm. But like death doesn't necessarily mean like the death of a life. Mm -hmm. It could also be the death of a relationship. Mm -hmm. It could be the death of uh, you and a job that you loved. Like mm -hmm. those types of things, like loss is translated differently through yeah. like a lot of people yeah. and you know like this is and, why i we totally related and and i'm going to be honest i mm -hmm. i try to keep the lines of communication open with 
with this with this person and it was hard because you know i i don't want to break we had a we had a good communication I, I i like to say but it was hard because when you try to move forward and and try to stay as friends it it he got to the point where it was just um we would go back we would go back into it and then start fighting and i'm just i was done with that i was just mentally exhausted i just i was tired of it i i just i just didn't want to you know it, it i it just it was hard um but i'm very blessed you know when i had this discussion with my my partner's family that i need to move on i really i really had their support you know they they saw what happened and they they agreed you know that you know you i need to i need to move forward and you know be happier and you know we're, we'll, he'll try to figure out how to you know move and for him to move forward so i was very i'm very blessed to have um in-laws that were very supportive but going back to that um i really tried i tried my best to work it and um keep the communication open to him mm -hmm. but it was hard it, it, it got to the point where we we would fight and it got to the point where it was already borderlining harassment yeah I remember. and i didn't like that so i had some friends who i discussed about it and they um you're gonna have to you know i had to make that hard decision and block him yeah um from social media from my phone um it's the worst thing you could ever do and it's not that you know and i hope the listeners out there understand that um it wasn't mean this is not out of malice or anything but it was just hard to um to to just to stop that um and at some point you know i i i can't i can't keep going back to fighting with him when we're talking you know it always starts out hi how are you doing and everything's good and then all of a sudden the the script flips a switch and you know i it takes two to tango and i refuse to be blamed for certain things or actions that happen in our relationship because we make all these choices and we're adults you know and there's consequences for your actions when you make these choices but just the constant um you know the constant talk the it's just i i couldn't take it anymore josh that's why i, I said I, I remember i just have to make the conscious choice and and um, i remember because you i remember you you actually called me and told me when it happened yeah we were on the phone together and i was just like you remember this is what i told you like if if it continues to be this way or if he continues to bring it up or he continues to point blame that obviously means that you know he's already in a state of mind where you're the you're the fault yeah. you're the reason and why all of this happened it's you it's not me and, you know, and, and if he's yeah. not going to take responsibility for what he did too then you know i i you know, like, I'm not one to really get involved in people's, you know, dr drama or whatever you want to call it. But for me, it was just like, there, there was a point already because, like, I've, I've seen it, mm -hmm. too. You know, what mm -hmm. you were talking about, I've seen it, too. And I'm just like, wow, like, I was really taken back by it because I was like, I never thought in my life I would see something like this. Yeah, yeah, but... You know, it was, it was hard. Um, even, 
you know, even just moving forward, you know, just trying to set things up and, you know, anyone to anyone who's going through a relationship and breaking up and it's, it's definitely rough. And, you know, like I said, if you're out there and you need help, you need someone to talk to, you know, reach out to Josh and I, or reach out to someone like we've always said, who you, who you trust and who can, who can help you get through these things. Cause I, I know, you know, one of our big concerns about this is um, mental health, mental, your mental health, you know, suicide, drinking, drugs. Um, I never returned to that. <laughs> I mean, yes, drinking Maybe a little bit. one alternative, but you know, one alternative he's been doing even before this happened. Yeah, so doesn't but, really count. But, um, you know, I, I had a good, my good support system, my family, my friends, um, and also my faith. Um, you know, like, like I've always, you've heard me come out and speak. I'm, I'm a devout Catholic. I practice my faith. I, I help out at church and, you know, prayer has helped me get through this. So, I had a, but that's, that's my journey, uh, you know, that I've been going through and, you know, it's, um, that it was definitely a whirlwind of emotion. And, you know, again, that COVID kind of, and the pandemic also kind of, just added to that added stress. to that added to that so here we are you know back again and you know thanks thank you to everyone listening in to us <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with me i mean like i said when glenn and i first met like it was just a high and bike type of thing you mm -hmm. know we we knew each other because of the two houses like the connection between like certain mm -hmm. members of each house and like mm -hmm. how close they were you know, and stuff like that. And it wasn't until he said, like, it was Bubbles. Um, Sister's Rosary? It was the Rosaries, yeah. 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 You know, we, I, I decided that, you know, like, because, you know, everybody in this, in this house has always been so nice to me. Every time they see me, you know, they always acknowledge me. You know, I always acknowledge them. It's, just, it's like the same thing back and forth. But, like, this was, like, something a little more personal. So, you know, I'm like, you know, maybe I should show face. You know, it would be nice. You know, just to show up. And, you know, uh, Bubbles himself and the family, like, they grew up with my family. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I decided to just be the family representative, you know, without saying anything to anybody. Yeah, yeah. that's only on Guam. You know, we have to sh show up and represent. Yeah, so, like, I remember um, I was still at work, and I just thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just message somebody. And I think it was you I messaged, right? I... I don't remember. It was either that or I messaged the group chat. Mm, okay. One or the other. But I just remember mentioning, like, uh, I get off at this time. I'm probably going to miss the whole, like, you know, rosary and everything. But, you know, if there are still people there, I'll still stop by after it. And, you know, at least to show face, you know, and show support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Bubbles that turned around and said, yeah, it was the group chat. Because I remember I'm, I'm reading it in my head right now. And he invited me over and I was just like, okay, so I remember showing up and then uh, Glenn saw me and he was just like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just started there. And then shortly after what he talked about happened and it was just so weird because at the same time, another friend of ours. His grandmother had just passed away and, you know, Glenn was, Glenn wasn't showing like what he was really dealing with. 
you know, just like any strong person, you know, they're going to, they're going to show that they're fine. You know, they're going to show this, they're going to show that. And it, it uh, maybe everything happened for a reason. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Cause around the time too, my car decided to give out on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Glenn started, well, prior to that too, we were carpooling too. Yeah. I remember. So that's actually how the conversation started, you know, and it, I just remember one night we left from our friend's house really late like the next day early in the morning kind of late and we're just he's just driving me home we start talking and then a certain subject comes up and i'm just looking at him like and you know like i mean honest to him like i had i have this habit like if i'm nervous about something or mm -hmm. What you're asking me is kind of making me feel a little bit uncomfortable or a certain type of way, or it's making me feel like anxious. I tend to do this with my hand. Oh, twiddle. So I was doing that. Twiddle your thumbs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. while you were asking and in my head, I'm like, does he know about my past? Is that why he's asking me? Like, like what happened? Like, and long story short, Glenn's situation and my situation with my ex is very similar in a lot of ways and and again i had no clue josh was in a relationship i you know it, a lot of the stuff we found out about each other just just came out you know and with with me more you know my experience so yeah yeah um, you know our stories came out <laughs> very very her her story but yeah um and we you know he just starts talking to me about it and he's like you know i understand if you don't you know, you don't want to engage in this. You're probably not, you know, aware of this. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, people, you know, that are in the same situation. But, you, and I'm like, I looked at him and, you know, I, I, I kind of paused and he's like, do you want to say something? I'm like, I'm at a loss for words because I did not know you were going through that. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like, what? And I'm like, like, now it makes sense. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that I saw prior to this happening, you know, like the many times we bumped into each other and I'm like, it all makes sense now. And, and you're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, since you're being very transparent about what happened to you, like I'm going to share with you, like the same thing happened to me. I was with mine for that long, for not as long as you guys, but roughly around still the duration of a long time. Mm -hmm. And I remember just opening up to you about it. And, you know, you started to get emotional. I started to get emotional. And I was just looking at you and I'm like, what made you decide to bring this up? And, you know, I never asked you that, you know, yeah. but it was in yeah. my head this like the whole time. And I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm like, maybe this is why, like, you know, there were a lot of times where, because, you know, I still, I still deal with it, you know, especially when I'm by myself. When you're by yourself, especially for me, you know, like my thoughts tend to attack me because I'm an overthinker, I'm an overanalyzer, and I'm just like, I, I like to play scenarios in my head. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think I'm crazy, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, like I started to think like every time I saw you fall or stumble or, you know, have a moment of weakness, like it was but I, it, it was weird because it's like, I see what you do. I see what you're doing. I'm identifying what you're doing. But at the same time, I know what to do. 
So it was like weird because in a way I kind of felt like maybe that's why I went through what I went through was yeah. for this moment. Yeah. You know, someone going through a similar situation, someone who doesn't have to do the mistakes that I did, you know, like be a better person, be all about you, be all about that change. You know, you made it, yeah. you made a choice and now you got to stick with it. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, when I, just share what I was going through. You were, you were pretty much like in shock about it. And I don't know, I guess I just, it just, it just felt for me, it just felt, you know, right that I, you know, I needed to share this, you know, or share something, you know, and I just needed, you know, someone to listen and. Yeah. I know, mean, cause for the longest time, like, especially within our I'm, group of friends, yeah, you told me that you never spoke to anybody about it. Nobody knew. that night. And I was just like, and you know, I'm looking at him like, why me, right? Like, why me? Like, yeah. we're still new to this. Like, why are you opening up to me about this yeah. so, so quickly? Yeah, none of the Sisters of the Moonlight knew I was going through uh, some challenges. Or maybe they did, but maybe out of respect, they didn't say they anything, didn't say anything, to, anything you know? I mean, to after the fact. But I feel like, honestly, that's like, when I think about it now, especially like with, your your my situation being similar. When I reflect back on a lot of the things that I went through, uh, honestly, like there were there were a lot of things I could have did better. There were a lot of people that were around that could have said something and mm -hmm. should have said something, you know. But the sad reality is, is no one likes to say anything until they're angry or mad, yeah. or, you know, like angry about yeah. something or really mad about something and. You know, they say it out of anger and a lot of times it doesn't come out right. Mm -hmm. You know, like it doesn't come out like how they initially meant it to come out. And I can say the same thing. I mean, fortunately for you, like your in-laws were there to support. Mine actually had to see what I was dealing with. And when yeah. they finally saw what I was dealing with, like it, it just even became a bigger ball of emotion because the whole time they had one mindset mm -hmm. and then it's like after they seen what i've been dealing with like they they freak out and they're just like wow i i didn't know and i'm like and you would have never known just difficult you know what i mean yeah yeah but oh that was just that was just a lot of uh heavy stuff you know happening all, all that all around this time and we're filming we're Making public appearances for Pride. Oh my God. It was definitely a whirlwind of lots of emotions. It was and, a lot of emotion. But um, hey, you know, uh, that's life. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter who you, who you are, LGBTQ, non-binary, straight. I mean, we, you, we all go through these, uh, these emotions, um, you know. I was even trying, I was even wanting to try call the... Um, you know the grief counseling that they that they have. No, seriously, I was like, maybe I need to talk. <laughs> I said, but you know, I think I'm okay. Yeah, but remember <laughs> um, one of our friends offered. Yeah, yes, I was supposed to. I was supposed to make that connection with her, but we never. We were always at a social event that wasn't the right time to do it, but we would always look at each other and said, "Hey, yeah, because we need to have that talk." I'm like, yes, yeah, like. I remember because I'm um, like, and I remember too, she even looked at me with that one, t one time. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, you too. 
you too, so, you need to talk, like, you know, like, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it, it was just hard at yeah. that time. I mean, because yeah. we had a lot on our plate. Mm-hmm. She was also a very p- busy person. Yeah. And it's just difficult. Like, it was difficult to make, you know, that time for the both of you meet, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. But I think, you know, um, you know, we want to relate relate our experiences to the community listening in you know i mean where you're not alone you know there's you're not alone out there i mean even myself and josh we're both experiencing things and you know um we're just blessed that we have a circle of friends to support us and just hear us out and you know there's no judgment um they just allow us to feel and grieve and get over our our emotions and anxieties and fears so I think that's that's the, the the blessing that comes out of all of this. If, yeah. And if you're there for someone out there, and you know, kudos to you. Um, even, and if you reach out to somebody out there, yeah, even more kudos to you. Yeah, you know, like Glenn said, well, you always got to remember, you're never alone. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody there, even if you feel like there's nobody there. Glenn, Glenn's a perfect example of that. Like he. He thought nobody would understand yeah. his situation. And maybe, maybe that's why he opened up to me about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in any of stuff like that. But I do believe things happen for a reason. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Same thing with, oh my gosh, COVID. Should you go first or should I go first? You you go first because, oh boy, all the scares, everyone. I hope that you are all safe and. But, Fabot, please. The big big question of debate vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Oh, Lord of mercy. I don't know if we're going to open a can of worms of this discussion, but Uh, we. I mean, it it hit close to home for both of us. Yes. It really did. Like, this is why it's been such a delay. I mean, the last time we recorded any content, like Glenn said, was during Pride Month. And mm-hmm. we had like the whole rest of the year to try mm-hmm. and come up with stuff. But, we had ideas to plan out, but and we and you know we had it going, and we still do have it going. It's just the pandemic the really pandemic just really hit put, home for yeah. both of us, and it kind of kind of had to put a hold on a lot of stuff, like even us hanging out. Like this is the first time Glenn and I have actually been physically next to each other in a while, and it's because of this whole pandemic mm-hmm. thing. Like it's it's crazy. I mean, our numbers right now, like, what's today, February 2nd? Mm-hmm. Our numbers right now are crazy. Yeah. And it's kind of put me in a state of a little bit of paranoia because, like, um, where I stay, one of the people got infected, you know, and it, it like I said, it hit close to home and she chose to quarantine at home mm-hmm. and we share a bathroom. So it's it, it got a little bit crazy, but yeah, like um, I kind of became a germaphobe. <laughs> I mean, you got to take the necessary steps, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to protect everybody in the house, to protect yourself. You know, it's you take all the necessary steps you feel you need to take, right, right, and even greater if if necessary. You know, and I did just that. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, it is not fun. You know, I, 
do remember uh, people reaching out to me or people posting on social media like, oh, I've been infected, I'm positive, like, what should I do? And I'm reaching out to them because, you know, like, mm-hmm. they're my friends on social media and I yeah. actually know them or I actually know them personally or both. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just tell them, like, you know, if you're positive and you fear, like, exposing everybody at home, like, there are resources available to people here, you know, like, uh, we, we are fortunate that you don't pay for any of that because I've seen stories and heard stories about when people come from elsewhere or how it is where they're from. And I'm just like, wow. And they're like, it's really free on, on Guam. I'm like, yeah. Meaning the, the quarantine facility. Yeah. Right. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And the quarantine facility is usually a, a nice hotel and like our tourism district. So, Mm -hmm. and they're like, Gosh, I gotta go to Guam and catch COVID. I'm like, that's not funny, but I'm laughing. <laughs> but you know, like it's it's kind of a reality setter, you know, like how serious it is. And I actually had to watch her go through that, and it's it's not nice. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it really sucks to see food and know that it's good in your mind. But you can't smell it and you can't taste any of it. You know, and a lot of people say you eat with your eyes, but you know, like the reality is, is you kind of eat with all your senses. Yeah, you need all your senses, correct? You yeah. need, you, you eat yeah. with all your senses. Yeah. Like taste and smell help enhance that. Yeah. You know, even the, the sound of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if <clears throat> you see something, like I remember watching this experiment recently mm-hmm. and like, uh, this person was trying to teach this person that visually when you see something, your brain is already processing information and it's yeah. already telling you. So what they did was they had Skittles mm-hmm. all inside a plate. And he told him, if you see the green one, what do you think? He goes, oh, it's like a lime flavor. Mm-hmm. What about the yellow? Oh, mm-hmm. lemon flavor. What about the purple? Oh, grape flavor. He's like, okay, we're going to do an interesting experiment. And we're going to blindfold you and you're going to randomly pick one and eat it. And you're going to tell me what flavor it is. (laughs) Sure enough, she put the two flavors together, lime and lemon, kind of have a similar taste, but there's a slight difference, right? Mm -hmm. And they started off with a hard one. So he picked up a, a yellow one and he ate it and he was like, oh, this is a, a lime flavored one. And she's like, no, that's a lemon. So Little by little, he started, and every single time he got it wrong. But it really like shows the distinction between you eating with your eyes too, because your brain needs to know what you're consuming before you consume it, and then mm-hmm. it tells your body like, "Oh, this is what's gonna taste like. This is what this is how you eat it. This is what it's going to sound like. Like everything like that." And I was like mind blown. I was like, "This is crazy," because I'm seeing him pick up an orange one, but he's like, "That's a lemon flavored one." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how long how long were you were you guys down um, with, with that person test uh, you know exposed and testing positive? Well, during the time that it happened, they already changed the protocols for it. So because she was vaccinated, and there's four of us that live in the house, so three of us are vaccinated, one wasn't. So like I said at the time, they already changed the protocols for it. So we only had to quarantine for five days, and what she did was. She went ahead and got tested. And mind you, 
once you catch COVID, you can never get the regular test again. Yeah. The difference between a virus and a disease is a virus never leaves your system. Mm-hmm. So it's like TB. Mm-hmm. Once you catch it, you can never take the skin test again because you're always going to test positive. It never leaves your system. Right, right. It's dead. It's not harmful anymore, but, you know, um, it just doesn't leave your system. So she got tested. I believe it was the mutagen test. I forget which, which test it was, but yeah, she got the results within the same day and she was cleared, you know, she was cleared and deemed not to be contagious anymore. So she came home, she told us about it. We still continue to mask up for mm-hmm. 10 days because she opted in mm-hmm. to still, you know, do the full 10 days just, just to be on the safe side. And since she was doing that, you know, like we all felt we should, you know, honor her decision and just continue to mask up and, con- and continue to sanitize frequently in the house. You know, and it was crazy, like, just to hear her explain her experiences, like, I could, like, we're both foodies. Yeah. I could not imagine looking at spaghetti and meatballs and not being able to taste it or smell it. Like, right, right. Oh just the God. very thought of it, I cannot fathom. Like, it's crazy to, to think about stuff like that. And sounds a little bit, like, frustrating because even when she was explaining the story to me, like, if she sounded very frustrated and i'm like i i I understand because like i I think about your favorite food you Mm -hmm. know i mean like think about your favorite food and not being able to enjoy it yeah like that sucks it does yeah oh man and then so how was it like it took like the entire month for you guys to clear finally clear or was it well even now that we're in the clear, we're still taking precautions. Like, we're very selective when people come over. Like, it's usually just family mm-hmm. that come over now. But, like, it's not even to stay and, you know, visit or anything like that. It's yeah. literally just to come and pick up stuff or drop off stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. We're still very, 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 you know, um, cautious. cautious about it. Yeah. You know, we just don't want to jump the gun, I mean. Not to say that we're the cleanest people or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. having gone through that, like, kind of changed my mindset about a lot of things. Because I remember before I used to take more risks. And now, thankfully, you know, I've been okay. You know, That's everything good. for me came back negative. That's good. Everything for the other two came back negative, And, you know, we're all fine. But, like, now we got a different mindset and point mm-hmm. of view. Like, one of us, not so much. Because he's always had the same mindset. Very intelligent person. You, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like his mindset is still the same. It's just now he has stronger views in areas where he wouldn't normally have stronger views. Right, right. Yeah, so for, for my experience, we were doing really well. It's just, for me, it was just funeral after funeral after funeral. Lost so many relatives along the way and then maybe around november that was when my nephew my two-year-old our two-year-old nephew tested positive and he got it at the daycare and you know we were so surprised and floored by the thing because here we were taking precautions to protect him and it was him that brought the the uh the covid 
you know, exposure to our place. So that was a big scare, you know, because he's so young and we don't know what, how that's going to affect him. Uh, he just had a fever, a runny nose. It just looked like he appeared to have what every two-year-old kid has, the flu. Yeah, when they get sick. Yeah, when they get sick. So so. I remember we, we, you would call and I remember you would, um, you know, put him on the, the camera sometimes yeah. and I'm looking at you like, you sure he has it? Because yeah. he looks fine to me. Yeah, so it was, it was hard because we had to all quarantine in our rooms and then we had to do intervals where, where if we're going to prepare meals, we will, we will um, take turns and then we have to sanitize the whole place down. And then my sister and her, her partner and the baby would go, they would eat outside in the garage, you know, to kind of limit the, you know, being the outside. Exposure. So they did that. And then um, we all, thankfully everyone in the household was, was doing fine. So, me and my oldest nephew, we waited for the, the three days, then we tested, we were negative. But then my other two nephews, maybe five days later, they tested positive, but, and they lost their taste and smell. Mm. They didn't have a fever or anything, but then um, they, they wrote it out. And by the 10th day when they were going to re, you know, this is, I think this was the time when the restrictions were like, you have to quarantine for five, five or you have the three to five days to test. But then you have to wait a 10 days mm -hmm. to kind of clear yourself. So they waited the 10 days. They both cleared. But then when they were clearing, my sister and her partner tested positive as well. So, Why? But my sister had like body ache, fever. Um, her partner just had like, I think, body ache and fever too. So we're like, oh, no. So my family was, oh, we, we were, they were knocked out for the entire month of November. Finally, they, they all cleared just right before Thanksgiving. But even at that, you know, when the holiday parties were coming up, they were very cautious about going anywhere. Um, and then the baby, the baby was okay. But then maybe coming into midway December, the baby developed a cold again. So we were like, oh, no, not again. So we had him tested. It was just the common cold. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he, he's not vaccinated because he's, he's, in the under five bracket. So maybe, you know, knock on wood that he develops those antibodies to, to help him fight this COVID where, you know, whereas us, we're, we're all vaccinated and boosted at our house, but that well, was, he, that was he rough. He probably did already. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. When you get better, your body yeah. is starting to fight it off. And we, like you shared, he's below the five, yeah. you know, five-year-old age bracket. And then, and then even at that, you know, we're just watching where we go still, you know, we keep our, the circle tight you know we, we don't if it just it's just our families um we have elderly people in our family that we we you know we stay away too because we don't want them to get sick or anything as well so yeah pretty much um we that's what's been happening too with us in our experience with COVID. you know thankfully like thankfully for me like i'm just resilient like that because mm -hmm. i refuse I really refuse, like, you know, and I'm just like that. Like, I don't just think about myself. I think about the whole, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the collective and everything. And, and it was so hard because you this, you know, imagine a two-year-old, you want, they want to be played, they want to be carried. Yeah, and it becomes and more cannot, difficult. You're like, and you're, you cannot, like, comparing you cannot, our two situations, yeah, you cannot interact it's very with them. difficult yeah. because it's like, 
how do you tell a two-year-old no you can't come in my room and you cannot yeah. see me you cannot hug me yeah it's so hard it was also painful it brought me to tears because it's like oh we can't even play with the baby and then you know after all that was done we're like oh man you can't you just can't take things for granted no more you know you, can't. you really can't like like i said it really put a whole new perspective on how i view things and mm -hmm. me being cautious about things now mm -hmm. i'm like mm -hmm. everyone's like you only have one life take risk and i'm like now no. i'm looking at them like and if you die early you lived a short life right yeah so you kind of have to weigh that out now with those with those lines and stuff i a day so what's what's next, Josh? <laughs> I mean, now that we're back, <laughs> you know, we're talking about close calls, and as you remember, I did share with you, you know, about another close call. Mm. You know, and uh, let's just say it took more than COVID for me to look at it that way, and. Because for me, like, the second one was a little more serious. Okay. You know, and I remember Glenn, first time I brought it up to Glenn, because I was scared to bring it up to him. I was really scared to bring it up to you. You know, like, it was only because, like, I already know what's coming. <laughs> you know? Glenn's, like, always been, like, the older protective brother whenever it came to like our relationship like especially if i did things in front of him that yeah weren't necessarily like smart <laughs> but it was just me being me you know yeah yeah and you know he's always been that person to be like joshua <laughs> knock it off <laughs> <laughs> you know but like that's why for me like there was a sense of you know, it's like when you get in trouble and you're scared to tell your parents type of deal. They're like, like, yeah, like that. You know, like I was scared to tell him because I was just like, man, like, I can already hear it. Like, he already knows. He's probably going to say, like, you're not dumb. I don't know why you didn't, you know, you didn't take necessary precautions, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, long story short, like, thankfully, I knew the information that I had. And crazy like you know I'm, I'm just gonna say it like i came close to possibly contracting hiv and i mm -hmm. remember like when i spoke to glenn about it like you know i was really terrified because i went and i got tested thankfully the person that i know that you know like well first off for goodness sake if you know your status and you know that you're going to be sexually active or want to be sexually active, it is imperative and very freaking important that you let these people know prior. Yeah. Sure, that might reduce the chances of you, you know, receiving intercourse. But at the same time, you owe it to that person because you're, you're dealing with somebody's life. Yeah. You know, thankfully for me in my situation, it was very minor. And, you know, there was a couple of things I learned. Like, I learned that you could have it. But with the medication that they give you now, what was the word I used? 
it doesn't <clears throat> well you're not contagious anymore but there's a a term for it you're not oh gosh you're not um you're not gonna spread it yeah i know but oh, there's that's... a ter- there's a term i, I remember because when you when you're you... non-contagious or no well, that's no that's not the politically correct term yeah. to say it. And I'm not no medical person, so don't. <laughs> so if you people that are listening out there, do not quote me on that. Just go and get tested. Know your status. Yeah. So anyway, the person, you know, that person was that, you know, mm. so that was one factor for me. And then, right, right. you know, what we did, it wasn't, it wasn't anything serious. So, uh, I only found out because a friend of mine knew him and a friend of mine went to visit him and saw the medication on the table and he's had, you know, previous exposure to it. And not to say that this friend has it, it's just this friend knows more than one person who has it and, and are living take, with who, it. And who's taking these and uh, medications. Taking the same medication. Okay. So I remember he asked him okay. a total of three times to be exact and he denied it twice. You know, and I'm I'm just looking at uh, my friend and I'm like shaking my head and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this person is out of their mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you're 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 not contagious anymore and you can't spread it. But it's like. You could have at least had the decency to say that. Yeah. And it, when you shared this with me, I was I was speechless. I was shocked. I was just like, I wanted to literally bop you on the head. Like, yeah, oh my God, I know, Joshua. I know. And the only you, reason why. Of like, all people know this, you, you know, but, you know, like I, like I said, we're human. We overlook things. But and, I remember when I explained the full story to you, yeah. you, you understood like why everything happened. Because I normally am. I'm very cautious. But you know, Josh, it was just, it's the whole thought. I mean, it's scary because this is your, the rest of your life. I know. And that's what I mean. Like, this is why I started out with, if you know your status and and you have it, say something because this person did not tell me anything. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, like, I'm bringing it up now. Like, I remember when we talked prior to this day Mm -hmm. and... I was debating whether or not I wanted to say it, but you know, like I feel like we have a platform, and we sh- we should raise yeah. awareness. You know, and yeah. like I gotta be transparent about it too. If exactly. it's happened to me, and I'm gonna speak strongly about it, then obviously, I know what I'm talking about, and that's what I mean. Like it's it was just a very scary time, and thankfully, like the hand that was dealt to me in that situation was a really good hand because you know everything came back good for me. And I also want to add in, like, you know, the people up at Protehiao, like, they're doing a a very good job. Like, everything is, it was very private. You know, I I mean, cat's out of the bag now, but even still, like, it's still scary, you know. And because of the nature of what happened, like, you know, that brought me back. That brought me back to... 80s and 90s and yes, the yes. AIDS thing was yes, big yes, and you know very the fingers were all then. being pointed at yeah, the gay community exactly and you know we're a bunch of pervs we're a bunch of this mm-hmm. we're a bunch of that and I'm just like God all the, the the negative things and the stigmas associated with that yeah and I mean like I'm a long way mm-hmm. you know and 
thankfully now, like the medication that they have, like you can live a normal life, you know? And when I say someone who has HIV, who is no longer contagious, the reason why that is, is because the medication that they provide now, it doesn't completely eradicate it, but it brings it down to a point where you become, I guess you could say sterile is the correct word. Like your bodily fluids become sterile. Like there's not enough of it in your system to give it to somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's been medically proven mm -hmm. by many, 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 many tests. And, you know, when I, when I found out that this person said that, you know, like the first, my, th my first initial thought was, you know, phew. But at the same time, I'm like, no, he denied it twice to your yeah. face. Yeah. And it wasn't until you pointed out that you understood what the medication that you saw on his table right in front of the both of you was that he decided to be truthful about it because he already knew that he was caught. You know, and I told my friend, like, like what makes me want to take his word for it now? Mm -hmm. You know, but lesson learned, you know, and hopefully, like I'm, like I'm saying, hopefully he learned from this because I know I shared it. You know, it, it's a close call. And for me, it wasn't once, it was twice because even COVID, you know, yeah. I, although I'm vaccinated and everything. And yes, remember we were just saying this, or I was saying this on the way here, you know, the vaccine is not designed to make you immune from it. Yeah. You know, it does help reduce the risk of you catching it. But the main of the way I see it and the way I feel was you guys, we got to remember that. When this thing first hit us, remember what happened in Italy? Remember what happened in New York? Mm -hmm. Remember what happened in freaking, gosh, there was a, what, what was the other place where it was really bad, where the death tolls were just climbing and climbing I, and climbing. And New climbing. York. I think it was New York. New York. Yeah. And well, Italy first, remember? Yeah. And then New York after, or was it yeah. the other way around? I forget, but you know, like hospital admissions were through the roof. There weren't enough healthcare workers to take mm -hmm. care of everybody, you know, and, and I'm not saying I'm pro-vax, but I'm just saying like, for those of you who are opting not to, like, that's your choice. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to force you to do it yeah. and nobody should, nobody should force anybody to do anything. But, you know, on the same note, like the reason why I opted in to do it was my body, my choice. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not thinking about myself. Thinking about me and everybody around me. Right. You know, you, you are at higher risk. You are higher risk of being contagious. You are higher risk of everything, you know? And for me, it's just like at the time when before, you know, it hit close to home with us, like for me, I kind of used it as a safeguard. But knowing what I knew about it already, you know, I keep up with the, these things as much as possible. And, you know, for me, it was like, we go, we go places, mm -hmm. we go places. We're going to be around mm -hmm. older people, people who could be high risk. And we'll never know because, you know, you can't look at somebody and be like, oh, that person has asthma mm -hmm. or, oh, that person has high blood pressure or diabetes, you know? And for me, it was just like, if I'm going to be around a lot of people like that, like I need to make sure that I'm safe. I need to yeah. make sure that the environment that I'm going to be in is going to be safe. And I need to make sure that if I'm going to be a part of this environment, that 
I'm not going to be a potential date. And that, that was just my mentality about the whole thing. I mean, that's the reason why I opted to get vaccinated. It wasn't something that I needed to do, but it was a choice I made. So in, bo in both aspects, know your status. Yes. For real. For real. <laughs> wow. I Five real. <laughs> Not four real, but five real. Oh my gosh, Josh. But I'm, I'm glad, you know, that everything's good and you're in in that sense. And, you know, you're negative. You're negative for HIV. I'm negative for everything, uh -huh. actually. And, um, you know, I mean, I didn't really get into the story with Pratihiha, but yeah, like, those people up there, they're doing good work. Like, mm -hmm. it was very confidential. Um, good. They were very, like, I mean, they were surprised at the knowledge that I had coming in. Like, even over the phone, like, they were asking me all the normal questions. And I'm like, I know all the questions you're going to ask. And the answer to everything is no. And then she was like, okay, okay. And then she was like, what? And I'm like, uh, I kind of have a sense how this works. I've done advocacy work for this in the past. Uh, I have been a part of stuff like that. And, you know, the only reason why, like, I've, I have so much knowledge on it and, like, I'm so, you know, passionate about the work that people that mm -hmm. do that kind of stuff do, you know, growing up, I had an uncle who had AIDS mm -hmm. during the 90s. Oh, wow. I did. You know, and it was hard because, like, he felt like he had nowhere to go. You know, and at the time, you were still learning a lot about it. Of course. So, so yeah. it was very, very, very scary. new. It was very kind scary. of, kind of like mirroring what we're learning about COVID. Yeah. It's very interesting how you share it. You know. Yeah. And wow, okay. he passed away. Like I'm pretty sure you guys knew him. Probably Bubbles knows him, of course. Hmm. But like you know, he he did pass away from it, and it was hard. Like I remember when he knew. You know, and like, I remember growing up and he was also gay. And I remember growing up and, you know, like, in my mind, he knew. <laughs> like, he knew. He would see me playing with my friends and he's like, ooh, this one's going to grow up to be one of us. <laughs> 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 Type of deal, you know, but. Yeah. You know, I, a part of me feels because I was too young to know anything. You know, old enough to know him and old enough to, of course, talk and everything and understand a bit. But, like, I wasn't old enough to grasp, like, the entire situation, you know, the severity of it. And I remember wondering why one day he was just not there anymore. Oh, wow. And it wasn't because he passed away. He passed away after that. But it was because I, I a part of me feels like he knew his condition was getting worse. To the point where he, so he, he meaning, was gonna physically show it. Oh, so he, I, so when you say he, he, you stopped seeing him, meaning he isolated himself, meaning he went somewhere yeah. else. Okay, you okay. know, and you know, thankfully, because this uncle of mine, he's been everywhere. Like he's been to every single gay district around the world. He he's visited Stonewall. Like, wow, I've seen pictures of all. How, how old was he, if I may ask? When he, oh gosh. When he passed, like in his forties, I want to say thirties or forties. Oh wow, maybe even close. Yeah, maybe thirties or forties. Because I'm sorry, mom. I'm picturing my mom's age from that time. 
and my mom's older, so you know. But yeah, like wow. he's been everywhere. Like he's lived a pretty extravagant life, you know. And I just, I, I still have a picture of him, you know. Mm. And I remember too, growing up, like a lot of them used to tease that, you know, I was his favorite, you know. And it, like, even now, like when I think about it, like sometimes I'm just like, you know, he he didn't even say bye. You know, stuff like that. And like I said, a part of me feels like he he knew his condition was getting worse. Yeah. And he probably didn't want us to see him like yeah. that. Yeah. He didn't want us to remember him like that. And, you know, because he's traveled a lot of places, he's made a lot of really great friends. Mm-hmm. And I've even, had, I've even had the opportunity to meet some of these people. Like wow. they came here to Guam to visit, you know, because right, right. he would talk about the islands and where he's mm-hmm. from. And they're like, God, it sounds like Hawaii. And then when they come here, they're like, this is better than Hawaii. And I'm like, mm-hmm. opinion. A respectful one at that, though. You yeah. know, thank you for saying that. But, you know, opinion. Wow. <laughs> you know, and they were the ones I found out years later, you mm-hmm. know, because um, I bumped into one of them here. You know, they, and I found out that they still frequently come back to Guam. One, not only to honor my uncle, but at the same time, like, they just enjoyed it. Oh, wow. When they first came. So, you wow. know, like, I, by chance, because at the time I was working at um, Kasha Lesson Timini. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they put you at the door there. So you have no choice but to see everybody yeah, that walks yeah. in. And all I remember was seeing said person. And they were visiting. Yeah, and wow. they were coming in with a group of people, and we wow. both looked at the same time. And when we both looked, this person kind of, you know, when you see someone that you haven't seen in such a long time, like this person kind of just, you know, clenched their fist and went like this and started to get emotional. And when I looked and I was really looking, and when I was really able to identify who I was looking at, that's when I got to react. And I remember just walking up to them and, you know, hugging and, you know, saying, the, oh, my gosh, have you been? Blah, 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 blah. And then this person, oh, my God, the last time I saw you, you were like this. Wow. <laughs> you know, that type of conversation. And, you know, like, that was when I found out a lot of things. You know, like, I asked, I'm like, how long are you here for? So I remember we met up sometime, like, Two, three days after that mm-hmm. and we just started talking and yeah like i that's how i knew what i knew like i asked i'm like you know and i shared with this person like like one day i woke up and he just wasn't there anymore like and i was wondering why and you know they kind of gave closure they didn't really want to say anything on his behalf mm-hmm. they just said like just know that the decision that he made he felt was right you know and I, I respected that, you know, like, it's not their place to say, you know, and maybe they had a previous conversation about it, but I do know that he really did care a lot about us. Mm-hmm. I do know that, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it came to family, he was, he was the uncle that was loud. <laughs> he was the uncle that would get violent, you know, kind of like you, <laughs> oh. this over... <laughs> Varying sense of protectiveness when it comes oh, to family, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay. And, you know, of course, it's family. Like, 
a lot of us here in the islands, like we share that same aspect, family and respect for one another and stuff like that, you know? And, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know? So how do you, how do you feel now, now, Josh, going through all this? I mean, you know, like I said, when you, when you share with me this experience, you know, what, what, what you're going through, I, like I said, I was really worried and just scared for you because it's, you know, just the waiting, the, the, just to, you know, to know your status, that just, but now that, you know, everything is, you know, you're in a good headspace now and you're, you test it negative. Yeah. I mean, is there anything you want to share with our listeners out there on, you know, what to do and, you know, next steps or anything, you know, just. For me, it's, even if you think it's safe, there's still a possibility that it isn't. Wrap it up. You know, use a condom, no saran love. wrap it, no foil love, it. No love. <laughs> <laughs> use a glad trash bag. They're like, I always tell that to my oldest nephew who's, you know, having sex. Are you having sex? No. I'm like, yes, you are. You better wrap it up. Use a condom. <laughs> Put foil. What? <laughs> It helps with communication with the aliens. <laughs> so it's like, Uncle Glenn, I'm having sex, not making a balutan plate. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> but I mean, mean, for me, it's, yeah, like, always, always, always use your better judgment. Like, even, even if there isn't any reason to doubt, like, if you know it's just going to be a one-time thing or whatever, like, please. Please take all the necessary steps. Yes. Like, like I said, I, I like to take risks. And I think now this is a lesson learned. Yes. You're not going to take a risk. And For the right person yeah. when that time comes. But I mean, until then, yeah. I mean, yeah. my mentality about a lot of stuff has changed now. Like, Oh, definitely. This changes your whole perspective. I mean, it's even crazy to even think about it now because like, I'm like, I've done a lot of thinking since this break, you know, and mm. a lot of people assume or think that, you know, a, a certain thing about me or they think that I'm like very sexually active or stuff like that. And I'm just like, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see? <laughs> see? And it's crazy. Don't let this innocence fool you. Oh, no. see? See? <laughs> but it's crazy because it's like, Glenn has seen it firsthand, and he's even like looking at me, and he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not." Like, I get asked a lot, like, but the reality is, is ask me how many times I've actually gone and undone it. Like, yeah, you can still count it in one hand. Like, I'm very, 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 very selective when it comes to that. Mm. Like, you know, sex is a big deal to me. I, I'm, you know, like, sure. We both know what either person is going to get from it. But at the same time... And we'll have more on that in the next podcast. <laughs> what kind of sex you like. <laughs> we'll get into all those nasty little bits. No, no, no. We got to keep it PG, remember? I know, I know. But then they're like, what? What do you mean sex? What? what? But I, anyway. I mean, you know, it's, it's just... Be safe. Yes. Always practice being safe. That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. um, always take precautions, regardless. I mean, if you know you're going to be sexually active, 
and you know you don't want to be using you know a condom or anything to to wrap up like they there are alternatives you know uh i'm not too sure a lot of you are aware of a thing called prep and it's basically a preventative measure it's kind of mm-hmm. like the birth control of hiv and aids if that's what you want to okay. put it as like okay. it's something you can take and be on and it prevents it from happening but still that i mean yes there's that but you know of course protection is key and we don't want to dissuade anyone from you know make those right decisions uh listeners out there wrap it up yeah wrap your thing <laughs> god it's still in the back of my mind what the term is called and it's it's basically when someone has hiv mm-hmm. and they're no longer contagious but still I mean, i'm trying to remember the term it's bugging <laughs> i'm about to pull out my phone and google, google it, it. <laughs> google it i mean still josh hiv is still hiv and you have to take care of yourself you know We'll be right back after this commercial break. Undetectable. Undetectable. I was like, I know it has something to deal with not being seen. <laughs> so yeah, that's the term. The term is um, undetectable. Mm-hmm. So if you have HIV, but you are undetectable, undetectable comes from it being almost undetectable in your system. So it's like when they draw blood from you, to test your blood and everything. But but you still would have to report your HIV positive, right? I, no matter I, what. I believe, yeah. uh, like, I, I don't know I mean, I don't about wanna... that part. Okay, I, but again. But I, for me, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I was in that person's shoes, I would still yeah. let the person yeah. know. But, you know, no, that's But again, me. you know, moving forward here, I don't want to, I want to present good information as well. So I don't want to talk too much about it. I, I got to do some research myself. But, I mean, that's my opinion, you know, HIV you have to, you know, say it and, and you know, who, who you're going to have. Yeah. Uh, sec- I mean, your, your for sexual me, that's partners. important. Yeah. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Because, like, just... what if the person is not comfortable? Although you're not contagious, but, you know, what if they're not comfortable still, having I... intercourse with somebody? Yeah. Still, though, it's... Who, who is, you know, who does have it? Like, it's... That's it's... a big thing Those to... are things that I think about. Yeah. Yeah. Know, as a person. Of course. It's a big responsibility. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, I just couldn't fathom the idea that there was somebody like that out there like that was the part who, that was the most who was upsetting irres- irresponsible yeah to me you know yeah. and then to know that when somebody else had asked him knowing yeah. for a fact that he did have it because they saw the medication yeah lied to his face like how do we have people like that out there like do these people they, just not care? They like, just they just are, or maybe they're they're going through their own, you know, maybe they don't have that counseling and support, and they just don't. You, you get what I mean? They yeah. don't, um, you know. But even you know, though you don't have that counseling and support, like it's the same as anything else. Like, yeah, that doesn't give you the right to go and yeah dictate how other people's life should be affected by you. True. I mean, it is so interesting because it also mirrors like what we're going through with COVID. You know. Some people are exposed, but they don't say anything, but then they risk. Don't you find it kind of parallel? Yeah. You know, with, like it's the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Know, knowing your status. Yeah. Like knowing your status. That was the reason why I opted to bring it up because I was like, it's kind of like the point I'm trying to make. Yes. You know, like 
you're not going to take the necessary steps to protect yourself, then take the necessary steps to protect people around you yes. and the people that you are going to be around. Yeah. And the people you love. Yeah. It's, it's a scary you. thing, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of you for sharing your story. Um, you know, I, I hope it sheds light to others who are going through something like that or, you know, experiencing or know of someone and they haven't gotten the assistance, you know, um, what was the name of the organization you went to to get tested? Protehi Health? Protehi Health. Public okay. Health. Uh, you can find all their information on Facebook. It okay. is called Protehi Health. Protehi Health. That's how I got the number and I called. Um, they were very, 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 okay. like, they were really good at what they do. That's yeah. all. That's, like, and, there's and, no better and, way and to Those of you that are listening out there, if you're going to have sex, you better wrap yourself up. Darn it. You financy glad. Used Used. Condom, saran wrap, foil, <laughs> wax paper, duct tape, masking tape, painter's tape. I don't care. Just oh. or don't even have sex at all. Go and pray. <laughs> Become a priest. Go join a convent. Oh, um, then, let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole hot mess of issues on that end too. <coughs> they still have. Never mind. I don't want to say anything, Glenn. Let's not. Uh, let's not get crucified here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't the church. The, the church got their own problems with <laughs> sex scandals. If you get what I get, my drift. Aye. We don't need to add on to that because we we're we're not trying to bash anyone here. We're just shedding light to what's going on here in our LGBTQ plus community and the rest of the alphabet that goes with that. <laughs> hey, I'm still learning all these <clears throat> new terms and vocabulary. Like I said in the previous. Podcast, do not come for me because I'm still learning. There's pura esti letters of the alphabet that are included. I feel and like, uh, I'm not going to say the person's name. You know, I don't want to give too much away. But on the previous episode, yes, we did have somebody on, yes, who does identify as something other than you know the norm. And I hate to say that it's the norm, yeah. but you know, it's the norm to us because prior to all the new terms coming out, like it was something that was still unheard of at the time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the norm, and when I say the norm, I mean the norm for us. You know, it's gay, just gay, lesbian, lesbian, bisexual, bisexual, or trans. Trans. Now it's Ecuadorian roses. <laughs> <laughs> non-binary, non, non-parallelogram. Asexual. <laughs> asexual, Bicoastal, <laughs> bipolar, bipolar. No, no, no. That's that's not. You know, biodegradable. <laughs> I mean, it's the list goes on, but um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, like, like I said, the last person that we had, yes, kind of gave us insight. a little more yeah. insight, and yeah. you know, made us have a better understanding of yeah. It, what it is it, it was more like oh okay aha uh -huh. <laughs> that was our aha moment right yeah i yeah. mean even i like you remember i, I did share with you that i figured out what it being intersexed means oh lord that's refresh what, my memory that's what the i in lgbtqia is the intersex so <laughs> it's really weird like i'm not even sure if i'm evil even able to talk about certain aspects of it, but it does deal with the genitalia. Sure, make, make sure that we don't, because we don't get uh, crucified or 
Well, you know does. what? Glenn and Josh said on their podcast, "Intersex is this." <laughs> We're gonna have the whole community, but it, it torch us at the stake. It was crazy because I watched a, like several documentaries on it, and if there was one message that was like very clear, because all three of them said it was, mm-hmm. um, where this comes from, like in all three documentaries all three different doctors and all the research that they've done and people that they've all worked with mm-hmm. kind of sort of came to this conclusion like when it comes to like say a male right okay and the length of the penis ooh so <laughs> they're kind of linking because i learned through that that like um there is a proper term for penis sizes. So anything... Not small, medium, large, and oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> or small, medium, large, oh, you're going to need a wheelchair after. <laughs> no, but like anything below three inches is considered below the norm. Yeah. <laughs> But it's crazy because that's where the idea, or not the idea, but that's where the word intersex comes in. Because when I say intersex deals with the genitalia, it's when the baby is being, uh, you know, I almost said born. <laughs> the born identity. Anyways. When the baby is developing in the womb? There you go. Okay. That was the word I was so when the cells for. are. Yeah, like. The mitosis and meiosis and when... symbiosis. <laughs> When it's being developed in there, okay, it starts to develop both. Oh yeah, I, I've heard of that. Yeah, both both sexes. Yeah, like a lot of people used to call it hermaphrodite, right? Yeah, Which, there. That's another term. But um, a lot of times you don't have both because when you have both, that's when you're. That's where the definition hermaphrodite comes in. Okay. But sometimes one is developed more than the other. Okay. Like I remember. One person on it was talking about having ovaries, but mm-hmm. he's a guy, and he had no idea that he had ovaries. Okay. And you have females mm-hmm. where the certain part of the vagina is a little bit longer and bigger than most. So it's like <laughs> it's developed, but it's not fully developed. Okay. And that's where the term intersex comes in because you're a clash of both and and, and sometimes this happens in children who are born yes because it's because these what you're trying to say is these things didn't it didn't fully develop it didn't fully excuse me it didn't fully develop them to either be a male or female but it comes out as a little bit of both both oh but it's not in the classification of hermaphrodite what you're saying yeah because hermaphrodite means you fully have both organs Okay, so this is what you call intersex. Yes. So it's interesting. Like, yeah, and it was crazy because like uh a lot of it, like there was one where it was very I think, I think this is one of those things on the TLC channel, I think I remember. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't remember because yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing it on this, but yeah. Like I remember one of it was talking like them talking about the trauma. I remember when there were twins. Mm. One was okay, one when one was had the intersex. intersex. Oh wow! And they were both born, you know, what and was the physical... assigned at birth male. Oh, but, but the... one didn't necessarily have the full male parts, mm-hmm. 
So at a young age, mm-hmm. they gave that child a sex change and told that child that he be... is actually now a she. Oh. And they had to change everything about the way this child was brought up. They had to change everything about... And, you know, throughout the documentary, like, he now uses the pronouns he and him. Oh. And he basically gets on this show and says, like, uh, my identity was taken away from me because, you know, he didn't have a choice. The doctors at the time were very intrigued with twins and very intrigued with people that, you know, are intersex. Okay. And so the doctors convinced the parents that they just need to take it out and put the child on hormones and have that person. And, you know, um, whatchamacallit, they... They assigned that... Yeah, so they basically gave the child everything without the child's, you know, like, is this okay with you? The choice, yeah. They never gave... And then here lies that, that's a whole other topic again of discussion, but... Yeah, so... I had a Josh. It's nice to be back, everyone, and... uh, I know, we've been um, for a while now, but... No, but it's good conversation, we're catching up. We don't want to give everything away so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel we covered the important parts we, anyway, we, we, that we, we really discussed we wanted to bring we up wanted to, we, on this episode. We caught up with a lot of what's happening in our personal life, the pandemic, sex. <laughs> Intersex. Intersex. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we'll get more into that. Like, Yeah. So it's nice to be... Uh, nice to be back. And then reunite it. Reunite it. But I'm not too sure if it feels good yet. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> But yes. Okay. So, once again, um, everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Half a Day Zoo podcast. I'm Joshua San Augustine. And I'm F. Glenn Lujan. And on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you, all know, you all know where to find me in the morning on the link. But uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And uh, thank you once again to the KOM Podcast Network for having us here. Yes, and we'll see you guys on the next one. All right, stay safe.